Okay, well, I hope you have had a chance to read our chapter for today, Acts chapter 23, before coming to this podcast. If you have not, I encourage you to pause this, go read Acts 23, and then come back. But if you have already read it, uh, Paul is given another chance, you know, to defend himself against the accusations of the Jews. But the meeting is cut short when an intense argument erupts between the Pharisees and the Sadducees who were present there. And at that point, arrangements are made to send Paul safely to Caesarea in order to stand before the Roman governor, Felix. So let's take a look at just a couple of noteworthy items in this chapter. The first has to do with a redeemed conscience. A redeemed conscience. The chapter opens with Paul's second defense before the Jewish authorities. I don't know about you, but I I couldn't make it past the first verse without pausing to read it again to make sure (laughs) that it said what I thought it said. Um, Paul says to the Jews in verse 1, quote, Brothers, I have lived my life before God in a good conscience up to this day, end quote. I have lived my life before God in all good conscience up to this day. What? The reason that 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 struck me so was because this was the same Paul who in the just the the chapter before this had just confessed in Acts 22 5 I persecuted this way to the death binding and delivering to prison both men and women and I journeyed to Damascus to take those who were there and bring them in bonds to Jerusalem to be punished did that all in good conscience (laughs) was Paul taking pride in this absolutely not consider what he said about this chapter in his life in another place in 1st Corinthians 15 9 he said for I am the least of the apostles unworthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God so if that is his take on it calling himself the least and unworthy and even elsewhere for example, in 1 Timothy 1.15, calling himself the chief of sinners. How in the world could he testify to those Jewish leaders that he had lived his life, quote, before God and in all good conscience up to this day? Acts 23.1. Well, I believe he's telling the truth um, that even when he stood by approvingly as Stephen was stoned to death in Acts Uh, he was doing it with an absolutely clear conscience but it was a conscience that was absolutely seared hard by his deep rebellion against the Lord Jesus Christ he he would not as a born-again believer defend those actions but he could say at the that at the time that he was doing it he was doing it with a clear conscience and it's just a simple illustration of how powerful sin is yes God has given all of us a conscience in which he has written his moral law see that in Romans 2 verses 14 and 15 but it is equally true that through repeated sin and willful rebellion and obedient disobedience we become those the Bible talks about in 1st Timothy 4 2 whose consciences are seared when the Lord saves us he doesn't merely open our minds to understand the gospel he moves our wills 
to believe it. And he softens our hearts and our consciences to feel strongly uh, his holy desires with a desire to obey it. Redemption is a complete work in us. It doesn't simply change our position before the Lord. It progressively changes everything about us. But secondly, and finally, let's think again about, because this is just this, the same testimony over and over again in these, this part of the book of Acts, that the Lord is sovereign and will always accomplish his will. Um, if you think back to the Old Testament book of Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar was right. Remember in, in Daniel, after the Lord had rendered Nebuchadnezzar mentally insane <laughs> for a period of time because of his pride, and when he had returned Nebuchadnezzar uh, back to his senses, uh, Nebuchadnezzar humbly uh, declared to the Lord in Daniel 4.35 that God does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? And we have seen in Acts uh, the sovereign purposes of God come to pass time and time again, especially in those, these most recent chapters. And you see it again here in chapter 23. Again, we need to recall that in the first half uh, of this chapter, Paul is still in Jerusalem. And with that background, there is a head-on collision be uh, between, uh, of two wills between verses 11 and 12. After Paul had been uh, shuttled out of the meeting, with the Jews because of the disagreement between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, Luke tells us in Acts 23.11, the following night the Lord stood by Paul and said, Take courage, for as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify also in Rome. Interpretation? Paul, these Jews in Jerusalem are not going to kill you because I'm going to see to it that you get out of here and make it all the way to Rome to bear witness to the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know how else to understand what the Lord told Paul, if not that. Well, then, as if Luke is intentionally highlighting the showdown of wills, verse 12 says, the very next verse, When it was day, the Jews made a plot and bound themselves by an oath neither to eat nor drink till they killed Paul. So, <laughs> you see the collision, right? God, Paul, you're getting out of here alive. The Jews in Jerusalem won't kill you. The Jews in Jerusalem... We're not going to eat or drink until we've killed Paul. <laughs> I wonder if those Jews ever ate or drank again. <laughs> they were fighting against the purposes of God for Paul, and there was no way under heaven that their plan, backed by a foolish promise not to eat or drink, was going to work. It just so happened that in the sovereign providence of God, Paul's nephew overheard the Jews' sinister plan to kill Paul. That's in verse 15, 16. Long story short, their plan uh, was ruined, never came to pass. Paul was sent by night under heavy guard to Caesarea in verses 23 and 24 to stand before Governor Felix. He made it out of Jerusalem, and he made it out of there alive, just as God promised. As Nebuchadnezzar learned the hard way and said of the Lord, he does according to his will and none can stay his hand, I wonder how long those Jews fasted. And I wonder... If if it, uh, I, I just wonder what crossed their minds when they finally came to that point and said, well, I guess we better eat. <laughs> and those are some thoughts from Acts chapter 23.